There was a desert prairie filled with wind and sun and sagebrush, and a silence that grew sweetly up in wildflowers. There was a rail track laid across this silence, and now the rail track shuddered. Soon a dark train charged out of the east with fire and steam and thundered through the station. On its way it slowed at a platform littered with confetti, the tatters of ancient tickets punched by transient conductors. The locomotive slowed just enough for one piece of luggage to catapult out, and a young man in a summer dishrag suit to leap after and land running as the train, with a roar, charged on as if the station didn't exist, nor the luggage, nor its owner, who now stopped his jolting run to stare around as the dust settled around him, and, in the distance, the dim outlines of small houses were revealed. Damn, he whispered, there is something here after all. More dust blew away, revealing more roofs, spires, and trees. Why, he whispered, why did I come here? He answered himself even more quietly. Because. Chapter 2 Because in his half-sleep last night, he had felt something writing on the insides of his eyelids. Without opening his eyes, he read the words as they scrolled. Somewhere a band is playing, playing the strangest tunes, of sunflower seeds and sailors who tied with the strangest moons. Somewhere a drummer simmers and trembles with times forlorn, remembering days of summer in futures yet unborn. Hold on, he heard himself say. He opened his eyes and the writing stopped. He half raised his head from the pillow and then, thinking better of it, lay back down. With his eyes closed, the writing began again on the inside of his lids. Futures so far they are ancient, and filled with Egyptian dust, that smell of the tomb and the lilac and seed that is spent from lust, and peach that is hung on a tree branch far out in the sky from one's reach. There, mummies as lovely as lobsters remember old futures and teach. For a moment he felt his eyes tremble and shut tight, as if to change the lines or make them fade. Then, as he watched in the darkness, they formed again in the inner twilight of his head, and the words were these. And children sit by on the stone floor and draw out their lives in the sands, remembering deaths that won't happen in futures unseen in far lands. Somewhere a band is playing, where the moon never sets in the sky, and nobody sleeps in the summer, and nobody puts down to die. And time then just goes on forever, and hearts then continue to beat to the sound of the old moon drum-drumming, and the glide of eternity's feet. 
too much, he heard himself whisper. Too much. I can't. Is this the way poems happen? And where does it come from? Is it done, he wondered. And not sure, he put his head back down and closed his eyes, and there were these words. Somewhere the old people wander and linger themselves into noon and sleep in the wheat fields yonder to rise as fresh children with moon. Somewhere the children, old, maunder and know what it is to be dead and turn in their weeping to ponder oblivious filed neath their bed and sit at the long dining table where life makes a banquet of flesh, where disable makes itself able, and spoiled puts on new masks of fresh. Somewhere a band is playing. Oh, listen, oh, listen, that tune. If you learn it, you'll dance on forever. In June, and yet June, and more June, and death will be dumb and not clever, and death will lie silent forever, in June, and June, and more June. The darkness now was complete. The twilight was quiet. He opened his eyes fully and lay staring at the ceiling in disbelief, he turned in the bed and picked up a picture postcard lying on the nightstand and stared at the image. At last he said, half aloud, Am I happy? And responded to himself, I am not happy. Very slowly he got out of bed, dressed, went downstairs, walked to the train station, bought a ticket, and took the first train heading west.